Okay, so 
Here we go. Alright. You already you typing it? Can you hear me though? Oh. Okay, guys. Waiting on pastor, y'all. He's gonna open us up with prayer. All right. Alright, well, let's read the prayer. Wait, I'm past to put the prayer in. Book of Acts, guys. We're going to be talking about the Book of Acts and the journey of a lifetime. So you need your worksheet to follow along. If you don't have your worksheet, you're not going to be able to follow along. You need the book. Journey of a Lifetime is 52-week uh, Bible study lesson. Uh, and we're in the New Testament on the Book of Acts. We're almost done. Those that completed uh, will get a certificate. Those of you that have not been going through and sticking with us, you're probably going to have to wait till we come back through this again. So um, there's been a few of us that have been here since day one. Boom. So Pastor said, thanks for tuning in for uh, Crosstalk Outreach Ministries Bible Study. Lord, have your way. Holy Spirit, as we lead and guide us in Jesus' name. All right, so the book of Acts. So you have to... Uh, order to get your 52-week lesson certificate. Uh, Pastor, while we're doing this, you can look and see if we can find it. There you go. 52. Certificate of completion. 52-week Bible study lesson. You'll get your certificate that you uh, completed this. What I thought about doing, was what I've been doing, I was just going to take pictures of the sheet for the ones that don't have it and then direct message them. I'll try to close it off and not have it so open on Facebook. Because this is way too much distraction, speculation, all that little stuff. So I'll, I'll start closing the Bible study, making it a little bit more secluded. Is your ear working yet? Um, is there any charge? Um, make it a little bit more secluded so I can have a little bit more control. So I want to give you all a little bit of introduction to the book of Acts, fill you in so we can go right over it. Jump right into the journey of lifetime. But before then, we got a uh, five-minute clip here on the book of Acts. Acts. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I'm tied up over here. The book of Acts. Go on. So here we go. I'm going to play this so y'all can hear it. And then we'll hop into journey of a lifetime. The book review, and we have chosen the book of Acts. And so what I want to do today as I want to start off by talking about the background to the book of Acts. Okay, so first and foremost, the book of Acts was written by Luke, who also happened to be a physician. So as you know, uh, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke. But also, if you look at Luke 1.1 and Acts 1.1, you will see that both of them are addressed to someone named Theophilus, which means lover of God. And so uh, we can see that Acts is just simply more of a continuation of what he began to write about in the book of Luke. So if Luke was about 
what Jesus began to do and teach on the earth, then the book of Acts is all about uh, the continuation of Jesus' work as he works through the church. Interestingly enough, the outline to the entire book of Acts can be found in chapter 1, verse 8, which says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, and then Judea, then Samaria, and then even to the remotest parts of the earth. And so that is the outline to the book of Acts right there. The book of Acts is all about how the Holy Spirit took the gospel from a small city in Jerusalem and it spread all the way and transferred to the large city of Rome. The key lesson that I believe we can learn in the book of Acts is that this book demonstrates what God can do through individuals and churches who are first and foremost committed to him, but also allow themselves to be fully empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's break the book of Acts up into a two-act play. So Act 1 is going to be Peter's ministry, and that's going to go from 1-1 all the way through Acts 12-24. And then the second part, or the second act of Acts, is going to be uh, Paul's ministry, which extends from uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 25, all the way through chapter 28, verse 31. Okay, so the first six chapters or so, the church was limited primarily to the city of Jerusalem, and the key figure that was doing most of the speaking and teaching was the Apostle Peter. So if you look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, you see him preaching these sermons primarily directed to Jewish people, trying to urge them and convince them that, you know what, this Jesus, who you just crucified and put on the cross, he indeed was the Messiah that the Old Testament had promised to come. So as a result of Peter's preaching, over time, many people began to convert from Judaism over to Christianity, and this time was also characterized by all sorts of miracles, signs, and wonders, which simply served to demonstrate that God's hand and God's power was working through the church and working through this newfound religion called Christianity. But then in chapter 8, something ended up happening uh, it wasn't safe anymore to be a Christian in Jerusalem, so an opposition broke out, and as a result, all the Christians just scattered throughout all the different cities surrounding them, which actually served to work out good, because if you remember the outline of the book, Acts chapter 1, it says that, you know what, I want you to be my witnesses, not just in Jerusalem, but to the other cities as well. And so God used this opposition in Jerusalem to push the people outside of their comfort zone, Thus, the gospel began to spread. So Peter, along with another guy named Philip, began to slowly advance and spread the gospel to places like Samaria, Caesarea, Joppa, and also Antioch. But towards the end of Peter's ministry in the book of Acts, there's this other guy that starts to take center stage. It is the Apostle Paul, who used to be a persecutor of Christians, persecutor of the church, and now he gets saved in Acts chapter 9, and he now is getting ready to be the main spokesman to primarily the Gentiles. So now we're in the second act of the book of Acts, which goes from chapter 12, 25 through 28, 31. And so now the Apostle Paul is the main primary uh, figure that is doing most of the preaching and whatnot. And so the first several chapters are characterized by him going on these three missionary journeys or missionary trips, if you will. And essentially what Paul is doing, he's basically taking a team of people and he's traveling, and he's planting churches, basically, and he's pastoring these churches. And so he plants them, and then he stays there for a while and kind of develops their leadership and whatnot, teaches them good biblical doctrine. Then he leaves and goes to another city and does the same thing. And what he does is he communicates with them uh, through letters because he can't be there all the time. So he's pastoring these churches through letters, and many of these letters 
are the same letters that we have right now that make up the majority of the New Testament. Finally, the book of Acts ends with Paul and his men trying to take the gospel to the city of Rome. But as they are trying to go there, they experience shipwreck. And then finally, when they get there, the Apostle Paul is imprisoned and put on house arrest simply for preaching the gospel. And that is basically how the book of Acts ends. So I hope you all are enjoying these little snippets, this little overview. Okay, so I just wanted to give you guys, hi, Sister Jamie, good evening. Uh, welcome to Crosstalk Outreach Ministry to everyone. Thank you, pastors in the room with us. I wanted to just give you guys some um, background, a little bit, a little five-minute clipping of, of that. So we're going to hop right into it on page 128, uh, Journey of a Lifetime, A Book of Acts. We're almost, we, we've covered a whole lot, almost through, have you guys been enjoying this? Have you been learning a lot? Um, if you can, um, if you haven't, on our Facebook page, um, if you can leave a post on your review on Journey of a Lifetime, you like, you dislike, are you learning, you're not learning. I'm just trying to get the others. So pe other people have bought the book, Pastor, and they have not came to class. So or, you know, the, or some of them catch the replays when God bless, bless those that do, but for those who didn't, you're missing a whole lot of information. So, um, leave a, I want to encourage those that have been able to come, if you can leave a review on our personal page, and then we'll post it on, uh, the I mean, on the Crosstalk page, we'll post it up so everybody can see that you are learning, and it's not just a waste of time and, and your money. So, okay, here, let's, let's go, guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So Acts, on 128, Acts Lesson 30, the book of Acts, is actually a continuation of Luke's gospel. Luke connects the two books by introducing the Acts, introducing Acts with these words, the former treaty have I, oh, Phil, of all that began, all that Jesus began both to do, oh my God, I can't even read today. All right, all of that Jesus began both to do and teach one-on-one. -on -one. The former treaty referred to Luke's gospel in which Luke told the story of what Jesus began to do and teach while he was on earth. Acts begins where Luke ended. So let's hashtag that. Are you in the room, Pastor, or no? Let's hashtag Acts. If I'm talking loud, guys, I'm so sorry because having a deaf child, I sometimes talk loud and don't realize I'm talking that loud. Let's hashtag Acts begins. The book of Acts begins where Luke ended. Let's hashtag and share that. Recording what Jesus continued to do by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit. And we're going to understand that. So, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Tell me what you know about the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit, Pastor, Sister Jamie, and those who are listening, um, is the Holy Spirit important in our walk? Now, not my nickname, some of you guys that know, uh, Holy Ghost. They call me Holy Ghost or Miss, or Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. That's what it was, Holy Ghost. There comes Holy Ghost. Why is it important to have the Holy Spirit in your walk with Christ? Okay, I'm going to let you guys comment on that. What is the heading of the book of 
of Acts in your Bible. Some read the Acts, while the traditional heading is the Acts of the Apostles. However, this book is not really a record of Acts of the Apostle. Instead, it records the Acts of the Holy Spirit working through the church. The apostles are sacrally mentioned with the exception of Peter and Paul. Yet the Holy Spirit is mentioned 70 times. Okay, let's hashtag that. The book of Acts, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 70 times. Other people such as Philip, Stephen, Barnabas, and Silas, and many others who were not apostles are prominent in this book. Okay, so here's the answer. I need to answer for this. What do you what do you think would be a great title for this book? What do you think would be a great title of this book? What would be a great title? Okay. Right. Exactly, Sister Jamie. And at the very beginning, it says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? Fill in the blank. You shall receive what? It's very important. The Holy Spirit is very important. Okay, we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit shall come upon us. Okay, so what do you think the uh, would be a great title for this book and the answer should be the acts of the Holy Spirit okay let's hop down to the brief out outline of the book spread of the gospel in the Holy Land with Peter as a leader spread of the gospel outside the Holy Land with Paul as a leader spread the gospel in the Holy Land with Peter as a leader answer the following question acts of the Holy Spirit right for many days after the resurrection, next question, Jamie, I need the answer to this. For how many days after the resurrection is Jesus seen on earth? Pastor, we're going to hashtag this. For how many days after exactly 40, good job, 40 days. Okay, let's hashtag that. Jesus, okay, you can put, um. How many days after the resurrection is, is Jesus seen on earth? Uh, you can put hashtag 40, hashtag CPOM, however you want to put that up there. And the reason why I have y'all do this is because people, it draws people in. Trust me, it really does. Because people are like, man, I didn't know that. You can see the conversation underneath sometimes. Sometimes it's knucklehead people and sometimes it's good comments. Either way, they see it. But how about many, how, how many are in the upper room? Now, how many are in the upper room, guys? How many are in the upper room? 120, exactly. Who has chosen to take uh, Judas' uh, place? Who was who was taking it? Is it Matthias? I think that's how you say it, Matthias. And he is never mentioned again. He sure is. He was never mentioned again. So that's M A T H I A S. On what day does the Holy Spirit come? What day does the Holy Spirit come?
What day? Yes, correct, Sister Jamie. What day does the Holy Spirit come? Pastor, what day does the Holy Spirit come? 50 days after the Passover. Okay, hold on, Sister Jamie. Now you done. 50 days after the Passover. And what we have here, the day of Pentecost. Right. The day of Pentecost should be the correct answer for that. Who stands up to explain what happened? Who stands up and explains what happened? Who explains it? Who's got a mouth? Pastor Shemitas. Peter, exactly. That's right. Chapter 3 opens up a beautiful gate of the temple where Peter heals a man who has been lame from birth. This miracle uh, attracts the attention of the Jewish leaders and start real opposition to Christian movement. Here we go. When a large crowd gathers around the, the healed man, Peter takes advantage of the situation and preaches another sermon. Note, have you ever noticed almost all Bible miracles occur in one of the three uh, brief periods? Miracles are not found everywhere. Miracles are not found everywhere in the Bible. Sometimes in the Old Testament and hundreds of years would pass without a single miracle. That's interesting, isn't it? Three Pacific uh, crucial times during which, is seen, which we see miracles are. Number one, in the days of Moses when Jesus, when the Israelites were uh, in need of deliverance. Two, during the crisis days of Elijah and Elijah. Uh, number three, during the lives of Jesus and the apostles. These events um, cover only a few brief years during all the uh, centuries in the Bible. In chapter four, we find the first persecution of uh, Christ's followers. Um, the opponent of Jesus had killed him, thinking that would be the end of the problems, right? He had caused them to their surprise. Let me see that side. Problems. He had caused them. Oh, yeah. He had caused them. To their surprise, their problems are just beginning. So the, these religious leaders began to threaten and suppress Jesus' followers. In chapter 4, as Peter and John preached to the apostles, excuse me, preach to the people at Solomon's porch, the authorities arrived, okay? Because the uh, Sadducees do not want anyone to preach about the resurrection of Jesus, they have the apostles arrested. What did the Sadducees believe? What did they believe, guys? I'll skip the question. i skip the question, Sister Jamie. Let's, sorry, we'll answer. You can put the answer in for this, but let's go back up. As a result, where it says uh, Peter's sermon, how many people uh, became le uh, became believers? I, I skipped that. I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. So how many people came came to Christ, became believers? So it's 3,000. The answer should be 3,000 for that. Sorry, I skipped that one. Sorry. And what did the Sadducees believe? The status quo, don't believe in the resurrection, okay? 
Right. They did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe. <laughs> of the res- We still got people today. They could be called a Sadducee <laughs> of the dead. They did not believe that. I had I had a, an encounter with a guy the other day. He, he said this. And I said, well, don't you be the one bringing the rich man a drink of water. That's where I got that from. Okay. Let's see. All right, Peter, we're on page 129 down at the bottom, Sister Destiny. Welcome. God bless you. I sent the uh, worksheet in your uh, inbox. Peter and John's trial is held the next day before Anna, the high priest. The members of the Sanderian ignore the fact of the resurrection and simply tell Peter and John to cease their preaching. Be quiet. That's enough. After being released, Peter and John tell their friends what happened, and they all join in prayer. In prayer, for what do they ask God? All right, so what do they ask? What's the answer? Now, what happens is, while Sister Jamie most likely is going to put the answer in there, when I give you these guys' studies, and I need to give them to you early. I'm sorry I gave them to you at the last minute, but those of you that are interested, I can give them to you on Monday. You can con- you can contact me and say, Hey, I need my I need my Bible study either on Sunday or Monday you can contact me. Say I need my Bible study information before Thursday. And if we're on the book of Acts, then you gotta go and do your homework and go through the book of Acts and get your answers. So it's gonna on your time you study, you go through the book of Acts or the whatever book that we're on and you go back and um fill in the answers. Okay? And we come together and talk about it. All right. So that with all boldness, they may speak your word. Yes, they encourage to speak boldly. That's what they were praying about. Speak boldly. And we're supposed to speak bold as a line. I ain't holding back. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I say too much. It gets me in trouble. You know, oh, my God. Okay, so let's go on page 130. Uh, in chapter five, we find Satan is not only at work outside the church in the form of persecution, but inside the church through deception. We can see that going on right now. This fact is illustrated in the story of Annas and Sapphira, who want glory without paying the price. The church has hypocrites. From the very beginning, they are Satan's way of attacking the church from the inside. Now, Sister Jamie, let's let's hashtag that. That's good right there. Pastor, hashtag CTOM this. The church has had hypocrites from the very beginning. They are Satan's way of attacking the church from the inside. Mm. The problem of discrimination arises in chapter 6. We find Satan busy trying to break the fellowship of the church. We can hashtag that too. Satan is busy trying to break up the fellowship of the church. How do the apostles work out a solution to this potential problem? How do they work it out? Okay, whoever is full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Okay, 
I got a uh, correct answer just for this is at ask the church to select seven men to serve. Select seven men to serve. Answer the following questions from chapter nine and ten. Why is Saul going to um Damascus? Okay, why was he headed there? He was headed to do what? To bring Christians back to Jerusalem. That's your answer. Why is Saul going to Damascus? The answer before that is select seven men to serve. Okay. When the disciples in Jerusalem are afraid to accept Paul, who speaks up in his defense? Did I skip something? Oh, sorry. I took up the question before. I'm sorry. What, do, um, what does he see near Damascus? What does he see along the way? A bright light. He sees a bright light. That should have been your answer. And then the next question is, when the disciples in Jerusalem are afraid to accept Paul, who speaks up on their behalf? Barnabas. Okay, the next next question is, who sees a vision in which an angel speaks to him? Correct, Sister Jamie. The next answer would be Cornelius. Cornelius. Okay, spread the gospel outside the Holy Land with Paul and the leader. Okay, yeah, we got that. In chapter 13, we have the beginning of foreign missions. Previously, Peter has been the leader of the Christian movement with headquarters. At Jerusalem, Paul now becomes the leader with headquarters in Antioch. Answer the following questions from the map of Paul's first missionary journey on page 132, which I'm sorry, guys, I didn't give you a picture of the map. I'm sorry about that. Those of you who don't have the book, forgot. Where does it start? So where does the journey start, the mission start in Antioch? A-N-T-I-O-C-H. Where, uh, who are his companions? Who are his companions? Who are his companions? All right, praise God. Who are his companions? Correct. Barnabas. Wait a minute. You have Saul. Barnabas, John, and Mark is what we have here. Barnabas, John, and Mark. The next question. Compared to the second and third journey, is the first longer or shorter? Longer or shorter? We're almost finished. Compared to the second and third journey, is the first longer or shorter? And the answer, yes, correct, Sister Jamie, shorter. Who is Paul's companion? 
who's Paul's companion. We heard about them being in jail together. Paul and Silas. Silas is his companion. What happened to Barnabas? Okay. Okay, what happened? Because of a disagreement concerning John and Mark, what happened? They separated. So John and Mark, Paul separated. Paul separated. Okay. So because of the use of we beginning in uh, chapter 15, verse 10, who must have joined the missionary journey? Right. Right, Sister Jane. Okay, so the next question would be, because of the use of we beginning in chapter 15, verse 10, who must have joined the missionary journey? We. Luke. The answer is Luke. Okay. What happens at, uh, what do you call that, Philippi? Philippi. Philippi. What's the answer to that? What happens in chapter 16? In the book of Acts, verses 12 through 15. You got the answer, the writer of the book of Acts. Luke, yes. Uh huh. So the writer is Linda becomes the first convert in Europe. Lida, Lydia, Lydia. I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm going to have to get my pronunciation thing. L-Y-D-A becomes the first convert in Europe. Okay. They sat by the waterside to pray. I know they heard his Yep. Who was a businessman? Yep. Man, Sister Jamie be honest, bro. Dude. Y'all need to get what I heard on the week. <laughs> She hits it on the nail. Okay. So those are the um those are the answers for that. So let's just go over this this last ending part. And some of these um king's names, y'all know I'll be struggling with. I ain't gonna lie. Um Paul gives his famous sermon on Mars Hill at Athens. Athens. He then leaves and goes to uh, Corinth, one of the most wicked cities of the ancient world. He starts a church there, staying for 18 months to establish the people in faith. From there, Paul returns to Antioch by the way of, I think you call this Ephesus. I hope I got these names right. The third missionary journey. It appears Paul does not stay long in Antioch after completing this second uh, campaign. No doubt word has come to him of the serious problem that the Judaizers, Judaizers, I say, I guess, are causing um, 
in the church of Galatia. As he travels, Paul writes letters that today we call, um, at the very beginning, y'all remember these, the epistles. From the Ephesus, he wrote from, he wrote, he writes First Corinthians. I'm on, I'm where, I'm, I'm right on page 131, y'all, where it says the third missionary journey. During the third journey, he also writes Second Corinthians, Galatians, and Romans. Right? Paul says his last farewell to his friends in Ephesus, and then he sails to Jerusalem for the last time. There, he is accused of teaching the Jews to the forsake um, Moses' laws. Just outside the city, probably about 25 years earlier, Paul had assisted in murder by Stephen. Now, Paul would have been killed himself by the Jews had not the Romans saved him, okay? Paul makes his defense before Felix at, uh, I guess it's here, here. Then after two years of imprisonment, he is um, tried again before the new Roman government, Cephas. I guess I'm saying this, these names right. I'm sorry, guys. At this trial, Paul appears to Stephen. Chapter 26, Paul defends before King Agrippa. <laughs> Let me put it in the, in the chat. Pastor, how you pronounce that? We know what it is. Y'all laughing. Stop laughing, you guys. These names, man, can we just get a Stacy Steve? And it got to be all these difficult words, names. After which Paul is taken as a prisoner to Rome to make his appeal to Caesar. The following, a very uh, eventful trip. Following a very eventful trip. The prisoner Paul is put under... Um, the prisoner Paul is put under house arrest in Rome for two more years, during which he writes um, he writes some more books here: Colossians, Ephesians, um, Philippians, Second. Um, I won't be saying on tonight. Philippians and Second Timothy. Philmon. Philmon. And tradition says Paul is a is later come. Ooh, Tradition says Paul is later condemned and beheaded. That's where they get that stuff from. Babe, you know they still carry that stuff out. Because you know how we watch that movie. Um, You know that one movie I like, When We Survive. They about to behead them. They be doing that stuff still over there to, that, to this day. The book of Acts ends abruptly, but the church goes on. The hero who lost their lives each contribute to spreading the gospel. We are now writing the 29th chapter of Acts. What will we do? Mm, my gosh. So that is the book of Acts, guys. Any questions, anything. Oh my God. So you need your journey of a lifetime book, guys, to follow along. Because if you don't have it, you're going to be totally lost. So next week, we will start on um, Romans, the book of Romans, and it's how many pages? One. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff we got to fill out. It's only two pages. 
So if you are interested in, in coming with us next week, the Bible study, you need you don't have journey of a lifetime, you need to um you need to inbox me so you can get it and start studying it for next week. Or you need to buy your own you gotta buy your own um book. We were we were gonna purchase them for people but I wanna purchase them and you already see people or do not show up sometimes or don't use the material. Not you don't got money to waste like that guys, sorry. So the book of Romans is next. Um, so let's just go over a little quick review again about about the book of Acts. And um, one second. On par, thank you all so much for tuning in to the beat. If this is your first time Hold on. here on this channel, I'm going to talk about dating and relationships from a Christian Bring perspective. Bring it up. So today is time for another book review. And we Here we go. I want y'all to listen to this one more time again. I want to start off by talking about the background to the book of Acts. Okay, so first and foremost, the book of Acts was written by Luke, who also happened to be a physician. So as you know, uh, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke. But also, if you look at Luke 1.1 and Acts 1.1, you will see that both of them are addressed to someone named Theophilus, which means lover of God. And so uh, we can see that Acts is just simply more of a continuation of what he began to write about in the book of Luke. So if Luke was about what Jesus began to do and teach on the earth, then the book of Acts is all about uh, the continuation of Jesus' work as he works through the church. Interestingly enough, the outline to the entire book of Acts can be found in chapter 1, verse 8, which says, But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be by witnesses first in Jerusalem and then Judea then Samaria and then even to the remotest parts of the earth. And so that is the outline to the book of Acts right there. The book of Acts is all about how the Holy Spirit took the gospel from a small city in Jerusalem and it spread all the way and transferred to the large city of Rome. The key lesson that I believe we can learn in the book of Acts is that this book demonstrates what God can do through individuals and churches who are first and foremost committed to him, but also allow themselves to be fully empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's break the book of Acts up into a two-act play. So Act 1 is going to be Peter's ministry, and that's going to go from 1-1 all the way through Acts 12-24. And then the second part, or the second act of Acts, is going to be uh, Paul's ministry, which extends from uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 25, all the way through chapter 28, verse 31. Okay, so the first six chapters or so, the church was limited primarily to the city of Jerusalem, and the key figure that was doing most of the speaking and teaching was the Apostle Peter. So if you look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, you see him preaching these sermons primarily directed to Jewish people, trying to urge them and convince them that, you know what, this Jesus who you just crucified and put on the cross, he indeed was the Messiah that the Old Testament had promised to come. So as a result of Peter's preaching, over time, many people began to convert from Judaism over to Christianity, and this time was also characterized by all sorts of miracles, signs, and wonders, which simply served to demonstrate that God's hand and God's power was working through the church working through this newfound religion called Christianity. But then in chapter 8, something ended up happening. Uh, it wasn't safe anymore to be a Christian in Jerusalem, so an opposition broke out. 
And as a result, all the Christians just scattered throughout all the different cities surrounding them, which actually served to work out good. Because if you remember the outline of the book, Acts chapter 1, it says that, you know what, I want you to be my witnesses, not just in Jerusalem, but to the other cities as well. And so God used this opposition in Jerusalem to push the people outside of the comfort zone. Thus, the gospel began to spread. So Peter, along with another guy named Philip, began to slowly advance and spread the gospel to places like Samaria, Caesarea, Joppa, and also Antioch. But toward the end of Peter's ministry in the book of Acts, there's this other guy that starts to take center stage. It is the Apostle Paul, who used to be a persecutor of Christians, persecutor of the church, and now he gets saved in Acts chapter 9, and he now is getting ready to be the main spokesman to primarily the Gentiles. So now we're in the second act of the book of Acts, which goes from chapter 12, 25 through 28, 31. And so now the Apostle Paul is the main primary uh, figure that is doing most of the preaching and whatnot. And so the first several chapters are characterized by him going on these three missionary journeys or missionary trips, if you will. And essentially what Paul is doing, he's basically taking a team of people and he's traveling and he's planting churches, basically, and he's pastoring these churches. And so he plants them and then he stays there for a while and kind of develops their leadership and whatnot, teaches them good biblical doctrine. Then he leaves and goes to another city and does the same thing. And what he does is he communicates with them uh, through letters because he can't be there all the time. So he's pastoring these churches through letters, and many of these letters are the same letters that we have right now that make up the majority of the New Testament. Finally, the book of Acts ends with Paul and his men trying to take the gospel to the city of Rome, but as they are trying to go there, they experience shipwreck, and then finally when they get there, the apostle Paul is imprisoned and put on house arrest simply for preaching the gospel, and that is basically how the book of Acts ends. So I hope you all are enjoying these little snippets and these little Okay, so I just want to give you that further more information. One second, guys. If you record podcasts and videos remotely with Riverside, your content will look and sound so good no one will know. You recorded in your mom's. Yeah. 
tonight but that's all right that that prayer still has power i encourage you guys to teach that to your children the lord's prayer our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy what name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive our debts as we give our debt church lead us not into what pastor temptation but deliver us from evil for thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And let everybody say, Amen and Amen. So if y'all have children, pull it up, print it out, however you got to do it. It's an easy prayer. Look, you know, I want to say this. I want to encourage you with your families because, you know, it don't matter if, you, if you're new walking with the Lord and your kids, you never said the Lord's Prayer. You haven't taught them anything. It's not too late. You can start today, tomorrow. And they may they may kick, scream, and cry. They're going to learn it. But you got to take a power and authority, right, Pastor, over that in Jesus' name and say, we're going to learn this. And you, you have to be, uh, you have to lead them. You have to teach them. The Bible says train them up and teach them. So you're, you're the one, no matter if they're 20 on down, okay, uh, you are responsible for the children you gave birth to. And it's you are the one that they're going to hear the word from, the prayers from, the teaching. So you might be new to this journey and you grab your child tomorrow and say, you know what, we're going to start praying. It could be a short prayer. It don't have to be a shun and a non and four and five. <laughs> it don't have to be a four-hour-long prayer, but just install the word and then plant them. But start out, my recommendation would be the Lord's Prayer because a lot of the Bible, they may not remember or get an understanding. Start out there first. Teach them. They're in trouble. Lord's Prayer. They're in school. Lord's Prayer. I have the Lord's Prayer on the way out the door. Write a little 
a little snippet, a little, uh, what do you want to say that? I guess it's posted up. The prayer is posted up on my door here as soon as you go out. But my kids know it pretty well. And they, they know other verses as well. But if anything, they can't remember anything else, they'll remember that. So you guys tomorrow, I want to encourage you. Hey, Faith, thanks for joining in the Bible study. We were just now uh, ending. But come back at any time. We have teachings during the week on Prophet to the Nation. Um, Art Miller's podcast tonight is the Crosstalk Outreach Ministries. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we serve the DMV area of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia area, and wherever the Lord sends us. <laughs> but mainly, you can find us there. We serve the community. But um, thank you for stopping in. We were doing the Book of Acts tonight on Journey of a Lifetime. It's a 52-week uh, Bible study. Um, Journey of a Lifetime comes in a binder, and it's worksheets, work studies through uh, the whole book. It's really good. If you have a church, I recommend getting it. You can preach out of it. You can have Bible study with it. I've already been through it three times, um, but we have some new people that come to our outreach, so they're new. They're learning it, and we already went through the lesson for today, but I will replay it, and you guys can um, go back and listen to it. But I encourage you guys to start praying with your children, start praying with your families. If you're new, um, you know, with your walk with the Lord, you, you know, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. But your kids, you know, when you tell your kids it's 8 o'clock and it's time to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. Right, Pastor? Pastor checked Baby J yesterday. He said, when I said 8 o'clock, I mean 8 o'clock, you go to bed. So if you tell your children, we're going to pray. And they kicking the hollering, screaming. I'll teach you all that. I'll teach some of y'all new moms and new families how to get through all that in that transition, just walking with the Lord. You're new, but we can work through it because they, if they want to get on the video games and they want to do what they do, there's no kicking, hollering, screaming. You got to train them up in the way that they should go. They're teenagers. How to take authority when the enemy comes in against them. Amen, Pastor? Well, how, many, how many teenagers, how many adults and do we have? Let me know the number. Come back. We got a lot of dogs. We've been through the teenaging and taking authority and, and binding and loosening, right? So this is where we help you guys get through with your family. But I want to encourage you because, you know, Halloween is coming. This is the time of the year when the enemy and his camp gets busy. You can feel it in the atmosphere. And, and they, these kids, when they leave from home and they go to school, they're open to portals of the uh, demonic realms. And you parents don't be paying attention to what's going on. Look how I was talking about the nursery rhymes today. Yes, train them up. Listen how I was talking about the nursery rhymes today. Humpty Dumpty. Um, and the demonic undertone to some of these London Bridge about bodies being put in the bridge. And here we are here in America um, teaching our children these songs. Because um, y'all know last year I was in the news and... Um, on, I guess, the news and the local radio station, whatever they had going on around here, we're new to this area. But it's very traditional where we're at, and they celebrate Halloween. We don't. And I'm not going to compromise. We're not doing it. I don't want to participate. And I just made it well known. And y'all know they put my daughter out the classroom last year and sat her in the hallway by herself uh, because of where we stand. Well, to make a long story short, we handled that at the end of the year. I didn't want to address it too early on because we were new to the area. She was new to the school. It was new to us. We didn't have to deal with celebration of certain holidays and things and all this stuff, you know. But um, 
so this is we're getting closer to that time of the year and there was a song yesterday she brought to my attention that she learned in school that was connected to witchcraft and i kindly let them know where i stood and stand and um if i have to bring it down on scripture i have to get real technical again (laughs) i will let them know i don't want them portals open we already deal with portals and we've been talking about opening and closing the doors of some of you guys on the crosstalk on Sundays and how we open ourselves up to this demonic realm. It's a bad enough we got to shield them from TikTok. We got to shield them from what else, babe? Uh, the video games. Well, she's not into that, thank God. We got her out. We didn't even open, fully open the door to that. What's the movie? Stranger Things. Little Demon, we've been talking about that movie. Y'all go back and listen to some of the podcasts, some of the shows that we've already talked about. This is why it's very important that we cover our families in the blood, guys. It's so important. Moms, y'all got to stop playing around. Get them in Sunday school. Get them in the Word. If you're going virtual church, get them on Sundays. Play it in the house, even if they're sitting there. We make them come out, right, babe? And we pray with them and before we go, we anoint them. Y'all know I'm strong on that anointing. Y'all anoint your children. I told y'all, y'all need anointing oil. Y'all get with me. I'll send it out with you. You anoint your children. Speak the word over them, your family. Stop playing games because we're in a time of season. I'm late here. have my kids outside playing in the nice weather. That's all right. Praise God. Um, uh, yeah, Nash, I want to say to you too, you got a beautiful home, beautiful children. Start praying over your children. We're releasing them, and they going to school, and y'all see what happens in the school nowadays. Amen? So my little girl, she comes home, and she's sensitive to the spirit. I broke it down to the teachers today, and I told them I taught my daughter about the spiritual world at a very young age. So she's sensitive to the spirit, and um, she knows these things. And y'all have to be the one also to introduce it to your home and your children and train them up in jesus name i don't know i'm spending a lot of time on this but the holy spirit is here we 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 were covering the book of acts but um oh you're listening from south africa praise god love to have you here thank you for having thank you for coming in jesus name we're here in america out here in, in maryland and in dc in west virginia area um but um cover your children in the blood each and every day guys it's so important sister jamie i just want to uh if you have an in-home children um maybe you can i'm just calling names out i'm not calling anybody particular just before you know i'm just saying in general a a name in general you could text them like a little you know what you call them a a meme or something with the word on it text them something if you got older children say i just want to let you know jesus loves you and i'm praying for you do that mothers because if you're not going to protect your home if you're not going to pray for your children the enemy be waiting to snatch them up in a quick and a heartbeat amen pastor amen over there in south africa amen praise god uh so you cover your children you love your children you don't want to just hand your children over to the devil and and the devil's going to fight you tooth and nail for your for your home and for your children so i'm saying this tonight and i'm gonna be quiet i feel the holy ghost i'm saying this tonight parents y'all gotta step up step your game up cover your children in the spiritual realm in Jesus' name, I've gave you many testimonies and uh, of, of our in-home children and the trials and tribulations they go through. Just don't think because they're being raised by pastors and, you know, prophets that our children don't go through spiritual battles and get off on the wrong course. And all, oh, yes, oh, yes, sir. Yes, in Jesus' name, they go through things. And the enemy shows up in their lives. And then 
Um, we got to pray them through it and, and go through the spiritual battle. So your families, you guys will go through things. But this is why we're trying to get you in the um, shout out to all those who have been in the uh, prophet, prophetic and um, apostolic school this week have just started. Um, if you want, if you're interested in getting into the prophetic school and the spiritual warfare school that we offer at Crosstalk Outreach Ministries with Apostle Harris, hurry up and DM me. Um, contact me through Facebook on Crosstalk Outreach Ministries so I can connect you to the Apostle Harris and he can get you into the class. They just started, so you missed one class already. It's taught over Zoom. I don't know if he's going to let anybody else in, but I'll see what he says. But we believe strongly here at Crosstalk to teach you about spiritual warfare, to give you much of teaching that to equip you to walk your journey um, out with Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God and to know how to stand up against the enemy. Those are our, some of our main things, right, Pastor, that um, we we uh, share with our people in our outreach. So Faith Networks like the show. Thank you, and I will follow you right now in Jesus' name. I'm follow- Maybe I'm already following him. I'm already following you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm following you guys. So, Pastor, do you want to um, – Lead us out for tonight. Anybody want to lead us out in the prayer? We already did the Lord's Prayer at the end, but anybody want to close us out in the chat? Pray over us. Pray over America. Pray over all the nations in Jesus' name. Cover your families in the blood. Parents, single moms, you guys step your game up in Jesus' name. You're going to be held accountable. So give them the word. Start with the Lord's Prayer. Start anointing your children. If they don't want it, because some kids are like, what are you doing? You know, explain to them what all this means. What's the Lord's Prayer? Now, this is your homework. Explain to your children. Why are we saying it? Why am I anointing you? If they don't want you to anoint them on the way out to school, anoint them when they're asleep. They, they sleep. Oh, you put it right in your hand. Sometimes I had to do that. Sometimes they get rebellious. Oh, I don't want, you know. Nope. Go in there at nighttime. Or when they're at school, anoint their pillows anoint the doorways and pray in their rooms and all that mothers fathers y'all gotta step up in jesus name so love you guys i love you all anybody gonna leave us a prayer sister jamie leave us a prayer in the chat safe network we thank you for stopping by we're gonna close out the bible study i'm gonna reload it so you guys can hear the book of um, acts next we're gonna be doing the book of romans next week on thursday we're normally here about seven seven o'clock eastern standard time sometime i'll come on early because um if i have something came up during the week that's one good thing about technology we can come back in jesus name so next week we'll do the book of romans i love you guys we'll be praying for you i'm waiting on sister jamie to put the prayer in the chat i'll let give her a moment to put it up there and hashtag if there's any hashtags that we do ctom from some of the, the nuggets that we learned today Please um, put them up. Sister Jamie normally puts that up for us, and then we um, share it with other people. So it's called um, Faith Network. It's called Journey of a Lifetime. Um, it's the author of it is Tommy C. Heigel. Uh, it's high H I G L E. It's a 52 week Bible lesson study. It goes through the whole Bible, and our people will get a certificate at the end, saying that they stayed saying that they went through a 52-week Bible study lesson. So you caught us kind of at the end of the study. But we love you. We love you guys. I'm praying for your area. 
So, okay, I don't know where she's at, but I'm going to close it out. But, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for all those who tuned in um, tonight for the Bible study. We thank you for the new ones that are coming, oh God, in Jesus' name. I ask God that you begin to minister to all the families and get their house in order and start uh, teaching the word to their children, start praying with their children in Jesus' name and open up their eyes and not be deceived by the enemy and, and in Jesus' name. I speak the 91 Psalms over everybody in Psalms 23 and Psalms 27 over everybody listening in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have kept us through the week and you're going to continue to do so. We thank you for the traveling mercy. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We just want to say thank you, God, put in the comments. Thank you, God. We just want to say thank you that you just woke us up to see another day and how you have kept us along the way. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Keep our kids at the, while they're at school, God. Cover them in the blood. We bind up. Every demonic spirit that want to come up against them, oh God, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, glory to God. Keep them, God, release the angels around them, in Jesus' name. There's the 91 Psalms over their schools, oh God. Call out your children's school, whatever school that they go to, put it in the chat. Thank you, hallelujah, glory to your name, Father. We thank you that you wash over the Nash family, the Nickel family, Faith Network. Send the increase that they need, financial increase, whatever they need, God, that you will provide it. Thank you, God. Cover their leaders in the blood, oh God. Raise them up in this hour like a never before, like a fresh anointing in Jesus' mighty name, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a fresh outpouring to the Nash family a fresh outpouring to the Faith Network, a fresh outpouring to the Nickel family and the Miller family and all those to come that are on the list, oh God, a fresh outpouring. Raise them up like soldiers, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Speak bold in Jesus' mighty name as we talked in the book of Acts. Feel them with the precious Holy Ghost, oh God. Let them seek the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. A stirring in their spirit. Get a hunger for God like never before. For the, we have been taught, talking and teaching that this is the last days, the end times, what to look for, and the spirit of Antichrist. So you guys got to wake up and protect your home and your children. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask. You lift up your hands right now. Y'all lift up your hands. Right where you at. Ask God to cover you you in the blood and your family in the blood. Cleanse and wash us. Forgive us for our sins, God. Cleanse us and wash us and cover us in Jesus' mighty name. Cover our homes in the blood right now in the name of Jesus. Hiya. Thank you, Father God. Yeah, God. Hiya. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. Hiya. Thank you. Glory, 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 glory. We drive out the enemy in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God. Yes, God, thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our children. Right now, God, in the hands of Satan, you remove, we rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, right now, we rebuke you off of our children. Rebuke you off of our families. In Jesus' mighty name. Higher, thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, release the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' mighty name, stir up the wives and the mothers to pray like never before in this last hour. Stir up the husbands to be filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost. That they can lay hands on their own children. That they can lay hands on their own wives in Jesus' mighty name. Raise the men up in this hour, God. Come on, ladies. Clap your hands. Lift up your hands. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. 
that you will stir up the men in this hour in Jesus' mighty name, that they will walk boldly in this hour in Jesus' mighty name. Cover their children, cover their wives, cover cover them in their jobs in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you and we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. I love each and every one of you. And we love you here at Crosstalk. Thank you for being a part. Nash, I still want to get with you about having your daughter, one of your daughters, whatever it is, whichever, which one, will come and read us a Bible story. And since we have so much technology problems, I might just have to, we'll figure it out. But I feel it coming back up. I haven't forgot about that. I want to have an opportunity to share uh, one of her Bible stories in Jesus' mighty name. So we thank you and we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. I love y'all. Follow us on Crosstalk Outreach Ministries on Facebook. You can um, see all of our posts and catch us on Sundays with Pastor Mark. Also, you can get, catch me on Prophet to the Nation, a Prophet to the Nation here on Podbeam. I do regular shows. We have been talking about end times. We've been talking about witchcraft all these past two weeks. And if you want to be a guest here on um, Prophet to the Nation, direct message me. And I will bring you on and we'll set up a time that you can release a word, a testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, she loves reading. And we will we want to be we want to get you on as soon as possible. I'm gonna load it up here in five minutes. God bless. You guys have a wonderful week. Um, I don't have a number. I don't I don't have a WhatsApp number. I'm so sorry. I don't use WhatsApp no more, but you can message me on Facebook on Prophet to the Nation or on Crosstalk Outreach Ministries. Those are two areas you can contact and fellowship with us in Jesus' mighty name. Whosoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Glory to God. Yes, she loves reading. Cross. Let me put that in here. It's cross. Cross. Crosstalk. Can somebody put that in the chat? Cross. Talk. Outreach Ministries on Facebook. There you go. A prophet. I'm a prophetess, but it says a prophet to the nation. To the nations on Facebook. Yes. Amen. So those are our outlets that you can reach us and connect with us in Jesus' name. Crosstalk Outreach. Thank you, uh, Nash. Thank you, sister. We appreciate it. We've been praying for your family, praying for every one of you guys. In Jesus' mighty name. Y'all go back and listen to some of the previous shows. We we released some good information and open up your eyes to a lot of things that we've been blinded to and allowing to come in our homes and filtrate our children. It's time that we take back um, everything that the enemy has stolen from us and to wake your eyes up so you don't be deceived. We love our children. We want them to be used by God and glorify his name and not be a part of Satan's kingdom and getting all involved in it with everything that's going on. So we got to do our best to raise them and lift them up in Jesus name. Love y'all.